Hi there, my name is Shub and welcome to Little Wisdom, where we look into science and spirituality to strengthen our wisdom and self-awareness. Today's episode is about the recent buzzword, resilience. Many people are talking about it, they're talking about how to use it to get through these unprecedented times. But is resilience something that you can lose if you've been through too many rough patches? And if yes, how can you nurture it again with tried and tested methods? Find out. A while back, I attended an online session, and while it did what it promised, I felt it was only touching the surface of this ocean called resilience. But what is resilience to begin with? Some words that quickly come to mind are the ability to bounce back, the ability to recover quickly from difficult situations. Think of it like those inflatable toys that you could punch and then it would bounce right back. It was very popular with um, my generation or during my childhood. And um, unfortunately, it was usually a creepy looking clown. I'm not sure if you had the same, but scarred, very scarred. <laughs> anyway, what resilience does not mean is not feeling discomfort. It doesn't mean that you're happy all the time or that you don't feel pain. It means you still feel discomfort, but you're able to get through it without feeling like you can't. Reminds me of a popular quote. I think you know this one. When the going gets tough, say it, <laughs> the tough get going. You know it's tough. You know it's going to be difficult. But you keep moving forward because somewhere you know you will make it. The good news is that resilience can be learned. It is a neuroplastic process, which means basically that you can teach your brain a new way of thinking. Imagine this. You have an empty canvas in front of you. You reach for the black paint and you spread it across the canvas. You do the same the next day, the day after, and you repeat this for a period of time whereby it becomes intuitive for you to paint the empty canvas with only black paint. One day, you decide to try something different. Instead of black paint, today you reach for gold. As you see it across the canvas, it feels strange, feels different, but as the days wear on, it becomes more and more comfortable. Perhaps you've also begun to add the green, the blue, my favorite, by the way, and the yellow. And even though the black paint is there in your palette, you have learned to use all the colors to brighten your canvas. That canvas is like your brain. The various colors represent your resilience. You can teach yourself to reach for the colors that build this quality. But can that colorful paint wear out over time? What if you're someone who has overcome adversity time and time again? Can you use up your supply of resilience? In the session I attended, I asked the same thing. The answer, it seems, is yes. Resilience can decline after repeated and elongated exposure to extremely stressful situations, trauma, or after a sudden and significant event in our lives. We may have trouble sleeping, perhaps become easily angered, um, and feel a lack of hope, among many other things. And this reduced resilience can actually be seen in our brains. 
Obviously not with the naked eye, but with some scans. Richard Davison is a distinguished professor in the world of psychology, a Harvard and New York University graduate, the founder of the Center for Healthy Minds, and he has done extensive research on meditation with the Dalai Lama. In 2012, he found that the more white matter there is between a brain's prefrontal cortex and the amygdala, the more resilient we are. Now, the prefrontal cortex is basically the part that controls our thoughts and actions, and the amygdala is the part that controls our fight-or-flight response. So the opposite is also true. The less the white matter, the less the resilience. So now we know that resilience can be learned, and it can also decrease if you've taken a lot of emotional hits. So if you're someone who's taken those jabs, how can you channel your inner rocky Balboa and rebuild your resilience? First, put on the Rocky theme song, maybe Eye of the Tiger, and then follow these three tips. Number one, take a cold shower. This was something that the speaker in my session had suggested. In order to gently build back our resilience, we need to factor moments in our day-to-day that discomfort us, but not overwhelm. Find other mini-challenges that gently nudge you for a short period of time to feel like you're out of your comfort zone. This could even be learning a new language, um, maybe forcing yourself to wake up early at a time when you don't want to, to take a 10-minute walk in the park. Perhaps it's making small talk with the guy at Subway if you're shy. It doesn't always have to be a cold shower, especially if it's not medically recommended for you. Please don't do that. But find something that you can safely do, which will still present a tiny challenge. And then do this regularly. Be gentle with yourself if it doesn't every time go as you want it to. The key here is consistency, not perfection, yeah? Number two, list the good in the bad. So this is another science-based practice, and you have to do this every day for three weeks, where you think of an upsetting incident, and you list three good things that have resulted from that. I'll go first. I recall a period of time in school when I was made fun of for not speaking English, since it's my third language. The three good things for me from that are one, it hardened my determination to learn the language. Two, it gave me courage to speak out because I could finally find the right damn words. (laughs) And number three, knowing English today has given me the privilege of having your time and being able to share ways that I hope you find useful. Okay, so recall an incident, write three good things that came from it, and do this every day for three weeks. If you want to carry on after that, be my guest. All right, the last one for today, number three, meditation. I think I sensed some people rolling their eyes at this moment. Ah, yes, uh, meditation again. But trust me on this one. Okay, there are various kinds of meditation, and it can be overwhelming or confusing sometimes to not know where to start. In spite of being born into a culture where this is almost in our DNA, Even I took to meditation late. But now that I do it, I wonder why I took so long. And I really do want to emphasize something here, is that there is a huge misconception that meditation is a religious process. Um, It's really not. 
And meditation can be done in a manner whereby it doesn't have to do anything with any religion. It is a process for your health. It is almost like an activity for your brain to keep it healthy, to keep it calm. And not just for your brain, but it has a lot of benefits for your body as well. This seemingly simple activity has been proven to have various physical and psychological benefits on our mind and body. They've done studies with college students, Marines, to those in prison, and all show positive results of calm and an increased sense of mental well-being and, of course, increased resilience. So why is this? Because consistent meditation helps us reframe our thoughts in a manner that is healthier. If you're just starting out meditation, start small, find the right guidance, maybe join classes near your home or use any of the free apps. There's plenty um, in, in the Play Store. Now, something I really do feel very obligated to say because I struggled with this in the beginning, a lot of people will sometimes ask you to empty your mind. Good luck, okay? <laughs> that, my friend, is not going to happen. I'm not sure why many of them say that and actually that really should not be the main focus in the beginning. Your focus in the beginning should not be to empty your mind. It should be to sit. All right? Don't focus on trying to empty your mind because the more you try to clear out your thoughts when you're sitting and meditating, the more you will become aware of them. It's one of those things if I say, okay, today don't pay attention to any green color and you go out, all you're going to do is see green. Okay? All right, so the key for this is consistency. In fact, for all of these three tips, I think a lot of times we say we're going to try something new or that this exercise didn't work for me or this diet plan didn't work for me. But I think we need to look at ourselves and see, did we actually give it a shot? Were we as consistent as it required us to be? Sometimes you'll find that that may not be the case. So remember, consistency, not perfection for all these three. So resilience doesn't mean there's no pain. It just means that you no longer doubt your ability to get through it. Yes, you can lose your resilience over time, but there are ways to nurture it back. One, pick safe little challenges. Cold shower, learn something new. Two, list three good things resulting from tough incidents. And three, make it a habit to sit so you can meditate. Do these things regularly and you can train your brain to create a happier emotional space for yourself. You can always add new colors to your canvas and paint a wonderful picture. Thank you so much for listening. And if you feel like sharing your stories of resilience, do so through the website. And I will see you next time on Little Wisdom. Stay healthy, stay resilient, and stay wise.